You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is Tuesday. It is August the 4th. It's great to be here with you for the COB. Nice to see you as well, Scuddy. What a day. It has been quite a day. What a Tuesday. It's a turnaround Tuesday as well, but uh, not unusual from what we've seen recently. Okay, so uh, what do you sort of read in the strength that we saw today? We had that positive lead coming through from the United States. Tech did well overseas. And I might note that one of the themes that we talked about later wasn't just the tech space here in Australia, it was the buy now, pay laters, you know, the proxy, mm. the proxy bank stocks here in Australia. Wax is out, BNPL is in. Yeah, Australia's answer to the uh, to the fangs, but uh, I'm not sure what it says about Australia, the fact that uh, sessions so many buy now, pay later providers are leading the charge higher. The other unusual thing today was that it was cyclical sectors that uh, were also well bid. We saw a couple of uh, no broker upgrades uh, for various you know, casino operators. Uh, we also saw some uh, no, travel stocks that were doing well. All those kind of thematics that you see on days when there's potentially some vaccine news around uh, you know, the latest trial starting. But it was really unusual to go and see it today. In the context, particularly, of what we know came out of Melbourne yesterday and was come out of Victoria, uh, that things are pretty grim at the moment. So interesting to go and see whether it lasts, but uh, amazing nonetheless. Well, there has been M&A activity, Microsoft's potential acquisition of TikTok. I mean, that gets juices going. I was speaking with a guest earlier this morning Ed Moya from Oanda, who was saying, look, you're going to start to see more of this M&A activity, which again, could be enough to get those juices going, or I should say, keep them going in a global equity markets, because, you know, you've got a lot of positivity being seen, despite the fact that there's no vaccine, despite, do you need me to list all the things, you know, US election, all of the negatives that are out there. It's just, it's a bit more of this, this Tina, isn't it? It seems like it, particularly at the start of each week. I don't know what's actually going on at the start of each week in the United States, but uh, you know, 14 of the past 15 uh, weeks, we've seen the first trading session met with big gains in a lot of cases. Just seems to rally just because it's the start of the week. It's so unusual, uh, but uh, obviously the optimism was abounding uh, last night, whether it's the start of the month, uh, you, can't, uh, you can't go and discount that as well. But just unusual, the, uh, the relentless strength there. Uh, there's lots of positive things that were coming out you know, about the uh, manufacturing PMI and the like. But I do question that we've, it's, it's improvement from a low base, let's be honest. Uh, we know lots of stuff's in there about the, the vaccine, uh, is in the price as well. So where it actually comes from is really unique. But uh, lo and behold, we rallied nonetheless. Yeah, it was interesting. I had a conversation early this morning with the chief U.S. Poli- policy strategist at AGF Investments, Greg Vallier. And I had asked, you know, is the likelihood of Congress getting together and putting more stimulus into the U.S. economy already baked into prices? And he said no. I asked about the election again. He said, look, uh, the likelihood of a Biden presidency clearly not being priced into markets. If you'd like to listen to that interview, it's a good one. You can do so via the show notes. Uh, What else should we talk about? Hey, I got one. 
RBA, Scuddy. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Always excitement the first Tuesday of the month. So uh, RBA came in. Uh, no surprise, no one today. Uh, I think the biggest talking point was the fact that they said they're going to go and start wading back into the, uh, the bond market. So what second. does that mean? Uh, look, the market was starting to go and test the resolve of the RBA. So I think people realize that the RBA is reluctant to get too involved with markets. Uh, we've seen the three-year uh, yield here in Australia start to go and increase up. And then all of a sudden, the RBA comes out today saying, well, we're going to go and move into the secondary market for the first time in, since the start of, uh, of May. And that's going to go and signal to the market that we're still prepared to go and be here. Uh, look, it seems like it could be that. But also, when you take a step back, you saw their forecasts were you know, altered a little bit. Lots of uncertainty, but it seems that the bank is getting more pessimistic. They're still looking for a big snapback next year. But uh, I just wonder whether what they're witnessing now, the base case scenario might be starting to evolve. It's becoming more like a bad worst case scenario. In that case, the RBA has got a role to go and play. And you know, the fact that we're seeing them go and move on this, it's only a very small move, but it does signal uh, that it's willing to go and do whatever it takes to go and continue to go and keep uh, its policy objectives in place. I thought we would make it through a day without saying whatever it takes. Clearly not. Okay, so now statement of monetary policy on Friday. Are we looking for a revised forecast? Are we looking for a more pessimistic base case scenario? I mean, the RBA cannot be looking through all of the negativity that we continue to hear about Victoria and how that will impact nationally. I mean, we had a really good conversation with Warren Hogan from EQ Economics today. People are worried, you know, economists are really worried that this is not your garden variety recession anymore. This is something likely to become much more serious. Hey, you're preaching to the converted. I've, I've been pretty pessimistic for a while, but it seems that it's going down that path now. And the RBA has got a real crucial role here because it's their job to go and have a balancing act. They cannot go and give this rosy outlook about what lies ahead because that will just give the government clear air to go and say, oh, we can start going pulling back on these, uh, these stimulus measures. But at the same time, it, uh, they can't be too pessimistic because if, they, if, if the bank sounds like it's, uh, no, it's starting to get really worried, then I can only imagine what it would do to households and businesses. But I think everyone looks out there and we keep looking to go and make a, a progress. And at the moment, it seems we're making one step forward and two step backwards. And, uh, it's a bit troubling to see where we're going to end up, but hopefully you know, in time we might go and get some uh, sort of vaccine, but uh, whether it actually comes about in, uh, in sort of near term to go and help resolve these issues, it's, uh, it's pretty debatable at this point. Yeah, vaccine or, you know, before that, a better treatment uh, for COVID. Okay, so we'll continue to keep uh, COVID count going. Unfortunately, 439 new cases in Victoria, 12 in New South Wales today. Uh, better news if we look at reporting season. So the two companies that reported today, BWP finished up by four and a half percent and Pinnacle Investment Management, which was up by 10%. If you'd like to listen to a view on some of the reports that came through today, you can do so with Niv Dagan. He is executive director at Peak Asset Management. That's via the show notes. Let's get to stock of the day. Seek is it. Final dividend. Yesterday we learned for Seek has been scrapped. That's why Kashi sat down with his guests to talk about this one. And it all begins with Mark Borland from Team Invest. Take a listen. Quite a complex business because they're operating in so many countries now. Uh, in fact, it used to be a really, really good business, as in very, very high returns on equity and high growth. But over the years, as they've expanded internationally, the uh, the return on equity has dropped down from about 25 down to 15 or 13 at the moment and uh, the uh, growth rates dropped quite dramatically. Oh. So the last few years has come off. The challenge will be, can they turn those all into growth profitable businesses over time? Mm. Remains to be seen. Big okay. challenge for management. Yeah. They had no choice because yep. they were dominant 
in Australia. They, you yeah. know, they had to go overseas. So it's way too expensive for what it is. And I'd like to see them starting to grow, grow again rather than being last four years they've been on decline. I expect, particularly post-COVID, that growth to kick up again. And so I dare say when we're looking at this coming in three years' time, we'll look back three years and say, look at all the growth. Now, I might be wrong. And to Mark's point, you know, the, the, we are seeing a decline. I think we're seeing a cyclical decline, though, and I expect that we'll see Seek remain a cyclical business. It is absolutely exposed to the economic cycle. The other thing, though, is there's a secular growth story. He's also, already, again, highlighted that. The overseas growth story remains really, really strong. And I would say, too, I expect they'll have this amount of pricing power, like the real estate.coms of the world here at home. If you add those together, I'm prepared to pay out for a long-term story, particularly while uh, Paul Bassett remains at the at the company and running running operations there. While they're well, Andrew Bassett, sorry, while they're generating growth or investing for growth, I should say, with their own money. So there is some element of believing in the secular growth story, particularly internationally, and believing the company's only going to spend or invest that money. He thinks to get a decent return over the medium to long term. So you have to kind of hold your nose, wade through some of the softer numbers as Mark's already highlighted. It is a buy for me. I like the stock, I don't own it personally, but one I happily buy at a cheaper price. So that was Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool finishing the thoughts there on Seek, which did close higher today despite that news yesterday about the dividend. But it should be said that the Aussie share market had its best day in two weeks. So the 200 up by close to 2%. Every single sector improving, tech stocks rising the most, but banks, energy, consumer staples, healthcare, property, telcos, all jumped by around that 2% today. Plenty of reporting season coverage. If you'd like to access that via our newsletter, you can sign up to our newsletter. Just go to our website. It's called The COB as well. It's got Scuddy's view in a little bit more detail if you uh, love hearing it. Okay, Scuddy, tomorrow we've got the AI Group Construction Index. We've got the ABS Selected Living Costs Index. So, Oh, that's one of my favorites. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah, all right. So don't maybe call, not market it, moving. Don't call it CPI. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, trade balance out in the US and the final services PMI in the US as well. So we'll look forward to all of that. Yes, yeah, so ISM uh, services PMI in the United States looks like it's going to be the biggie. Uh, we'll get some sort of insight as to what's going on there. The employment figure in that particular will be really closely watched ahead of payrolls this Friday. Okay, we have uh, reporting season coverage kicking off at 8.10 a.m. on The Upshot. We'll be speaking with Sam McGowan, Senior Research Analyst at Beacon Policy Advisors at 8.35 on the U.S. session. We'll be speaking with the Head of International Equities from Evans & Partners, Bob Desmond at 10.10, and Jason Hullich. He is the Joint CEO of Centuria Capital, so back to reporting season there. And the day goes on. It's a roll call of fantastic guests. As always, Scotty, I've got some place to be today. I've got to run. Time to wrap this up, but uh, we'll see you all in the hump day. Now it'll be a busy one. Look forward to it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.